What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to episode number six of the greatest podcast on turf. I'm Anthony. I'm Ryan, and today we're going to be doing our first ever first round full 32 mock draft from the greatest podcast on turf. For this week's exclusive segment, we went a little into depth about the Super Bowl, how that went, why things were how they were, Tom Brady, the GOAT, all that stuff. So go check that out. Don't forget to click the link in the description, follow all our social medias, make sure to like us all, all that stuff. And let's get into the mock draft. Real quick before we start, just want to throw it out there for the playoff predictions. I went 11-2, and Ryan went 9-4. and he bet against the GOAT like a dummy. That's why I won. He didn't. I don't think we had to say that, but... Now whatever. let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for this mock draft, Anthony's going to start off with the number one pick. We're going to switch between. I'm going to have two. He's going to have three, etc. So go ahead. Start us off number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And with the first overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select the best college quarterback prospect of all time, Trevor Lawrence. I don't think there's any explanation needed for this pick. There's explanation <laughs> needed, but I don't think there's any <laughs> explanation said, needed for this pick. Like you said, enough said. Well, that's <laughs> that's how it is. All right, that's going to lead us to our number two pick, Penny Sewell to the New York Jets. It's a position of need for them. Their running game didn't do great this year. They allowed 43 sacks. Penny Sewell is a guy, athletic freak. He just needs to work on more of the fundamentals in football, just learn the techniques, whatever. But he's a guy that you can plug in and play on the other side of Mekhi Becton, or you can also play him guard. Look, yeah. He's fast. Imagine him pulling to the outside, <laughs> running people over. I think he's a pretty good pick here for number two. Could also see quarterback, but I got them taking offensive line. Yeah, I like this Penesul pick. To me, Penesul is my offensive tackle one in the class despite the developmental issues. So what, he's a little raw. You can't teach size. I mean, once if he can go to a team that can develop him, I think he'll be straight. Like I think he's going to be good no matter what. But a good development will make him that much better. Like Ryan said, he pretty much touched on it all. He could play tackle on the other side of Mekhi Becton, or he can move inside the guard. He's drawn comparisons to Quentin Nelson. I've heard people say he's a Samoan Quentin Nelson, <laughs> so I look forward to seeing him play next year. Yeah, he's coming from a good college in Oregon, and I'm pretty sure he's pretty young, right? About 20, yeah, 21 years old. I think he'll be 21 like on draft night or something. I think something like that. Or he'll be 20. It's crazy. He's young. But, all right, that's going to lead us into our number three overall pick, the Miami Dolphins. I think this could be a trade-down spot. I also think the Jets could be. I forgot to mention that. But the Dolphins at number three, we're going to assume they're keeping the pick, and they're going to take Jamar Chase out of LSU wide receiver. To me, he's receiver 1B in the class. I'll touch on it later. But I think he fits his offense good. They lack a true receiver one. I think Devontae Parker is a great receiver, too, in the NFL. But I just think Jamar Chase at three is too good to be true. I mean, I think he's better than Devontae Smith. But like I said, we'll touch on that later. But I like Jamar Chase a lot at number three. Yeah, I like that pick. I think the Dolphins are a team that doesn't really have to put much emphasis on defense. Yeah, you can always build up on defense. But the offense yeah. is where they're really struggling. Running back, skill positions, really. They're not, you know, the I like Gaskin, but he's not. He's all right, but he yeah. only had like four yards to carry. But, I mean, I see all their needs being on offense, really, and I think Jamar Chase is a good pick for him here. Absolutely. Young, exciting player. Coming from LSU, a good, you know, yeah. wide receiver school. So that leads us to our next pick. Pick number four, the Atlanta Falcons will be taking Justin Fields. They need a quarterback. Matt Ryan ain't doing it no more. They already mentioned that him and Julio aren't on the trade block, so that tells me 
if they draft somebody like Justin Fields, he can sit behind Matt Ryan for a year, which Before I think cut him and get his horrid contract <laughs> off the books. I think you know a quarterback sitting behind another quarterback really helps. I mean, for example, just look at Pat Mahomes. He yeah. sat behind Alex Smith and it helped him out a lot. So Justin Fields is a guy that progressed throughout his college career. Didn't start off his freshman year, and I think he's gotten better each year. Um, athleticism, he has a pretty good NFL build, and he's pretty talented. Arm talent, leg talent, et cetera. Yeah, I agree with this, and I also think that the Falcons really should go quarterback here for another reason because how often are the Falcons going to have the number four overall pick? Like on paper, their offense is pretty solid. They can win them some games. I think it was more just coaching. But like Ryan said, to get Justin Fields behind Matt Ryan, who's been on the team for a long time, I think that would be huge for his development. And I like this pick here. There's been some debate on who the QB2 is behind Trevor. I've seen some Zach Wilson. I've even seen some say Trey Lance. But I still think I got Justin Fields in my QB2. Yeah, I have Justin Fields too. Mostly for the reason that he's just a more – I think he's more talented than Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's a guy that's from BYU, and Justin Fields is a five-star recruit that went to Georgia and then transferred yeah. to Ohio State, played in the big games unlike Zach Wilson. I think, you know, last game in the Sugar Bowl, he showed that he, you know, Whatever. NFL Trevor's potential. Better. I did not even mention him. <laughs> I was talking about the Sugar Bowl. All righty. The number fifth overall pick, the Cincinnati Bengals, they didn't get – the Penesul didn't fall to them, so they got to go with the offensive tackle 2A in the class, Rashawn Slater. They need to protect Joe Burrow. I think it's, it's that simple. If you don't protect Joe Burrow, you're not going to win football games because he has no time. I mean, you saw at first they got him killed, and he got hurt for it. They, they had no offensive line. So Rashawn Slater, he's a plug-and-play guy, versatile. He can, can play guard or tackle. The Bengals love their versatile linemen. Jonah Williams and Billy Price, prime examples. I think Rashawn Slater's a good fit here. Like I said, he's my offensive tackle 2A behind Panay Sewell. I'll get into 2B a little later down the board, but Rashawn Slater's a perfect fit for the Bengals, and he fills their top need for me. I agree. I think that's a huge need for him. Because of Joe Burrow, like you touched on, and the running game, Joe Mixon is absolutely he's a really good back. Killed and me in fantasy. Oh, my goodness. He kills me. I draft him every year, <laughs> and he kills me because I always forget how bad their offensive line is. Joe Mixon is a really good back. He led the AFC in rushing with that sooner. offensive line. So if you give him a good offensive line, you can only imagine what things are to come for Joe Burrow, that those receivers and Joe Mixon should be a good offense yeah, once they get some help. That leads us to our number six pick, the Eagles. Boo. <laughs> they messed up last year taking Jalen Ray Gore. I think they owe the fans this one, taking the best wide receiver in college. Receiver statistical wise in the draft. Statistical-wise, the best wide receiver in college, Devontae Smith out of Alabama. He led the nation in catches, yards, touchdowns. He has much-needed excitement to this Eagles team that has that needs it not bad. at all any excitement. They're in debt yeah Carson Wentz is don't know the quarterback situation it is the Eagles organization is a shit show right now they don't have much hope yeah. so Devontae Smith is a flash of excitement can fit in many types of offenses and can play many positions you could put him in a slot you could put him outside I like him more in a slot but yeah and going on next pick number seven the Detroit Lions just traded for Jared Goff, so I think that rules quarterback out. They're going to go with the best receiver in the draft, Jalen Waddell. I mean, Devontae Smith had one of the best years, like our, probably the best year of all time we've seen from a college receiver. But, I mean, he wasn't making as much noise when Jalen Waddell was on the field before he got hurt. I like Jalen Waddell a lot better. A lot of people 
just think that he's more of a speed guy. But if you watch his film and you've looked at his film, you can see that he can high point a ball. He can turn the burners on and go burn a corner. He can he has a crazy route tree. So I think Jalen Waddle is the best receiver in the class, and I think the Lions are getting a great pick at number seven. Yeah, for sure. And with Kenny Galladay possibly leaving. And Marvin Jones, too. That's and I Marvin to touch Jones. On that. <clears throat> they don't have many receivers there. I probably couldn't even name one. So, Hawkinson, but that's it. And yeah, tight end. Tight end. So Jalen Lovato's a guy like Devontae Smith, bringing much-needed excitement to the organization. As you touched on with Jarek off, I think they will be in a search for a quarterback, not this year, but within the next couple of years. Yeah. Probably just sit behind Jarek off for a year, maybe. Or, you know, see what happens. Jared Goff might do good. You never know. Yeah, who knows. And that leads us to our next pick. Pick number eight, the Carolina Panthers taking Zach Wilson. Kind of surprised that he fell this far in a way. Yeah. He's an NFL-built quarterback, accurate passer, plays with a lot of poise and developed a lot through the last season. So, I mean, that's what I kind of like to see, you know, them developing within their last year, making that step forward in a way. Yeah, step up. And Zach Wilson is a – they – arguably need a quarterback I don't think Teddy Bridgewater was the huge problem but I also don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to go win you a Super Bowl I think he's a no pun good. intended he's a bridge quarterback <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> just messed up my traffic with that one. <laughs> but, but nah. you, I don't th- I don't hold anything against Teddy for what he did I think he's like a Jared Goff type of player I don't think he's going to win you a Super Bowl but he could probably get you to one if you have a good enough team around him yeah, I think this is the dream scenario for the Panthers. Like I said, I think the Jets and Dolphins picks could both be spots that they trade back and get a team that trades up. So if Zach Wilson somehow falls to the Panthers at eight, I think that works out perfect for them because they didn't have to give up a load to go trade up and get a quarterback, which I think is going to happen personally. But like Brian pretty much touched on it all. I love the pick, Zach Wilson, the eight to the Panthers. Yeah, for sure. All right, and number nine, the Denver Broncos, they pretty much need cornerback bad. So I'm mean, I have them taking Caleb Farley. I think he's my he's my CB two in the class. I like how he fits in Fick Fangio's defense better than I like that better than I think Patrick Sertan does. His stock really rose over the past year. He came in to Virginia Tech. That's where he goes, Virginia Tech, right? Yeah. Yeah. Came into Virginia Tech as a receiver, switched the corner. He doesn't have that much corner experience, but the experience he does have it's pretty. I mean, he's pretty good for only having a year or two of experience under his belt. He's a man corner. He's really good, and I like him to Dallas. I think it's or not Dallas. I like him to Denver. I think it's a perfect fit. Yeah, I agree. And that leads us to our next pick, another corner, the Dallas Cowboys taking Patrick Sertan. I love this pick. I really hope it happens. Patrick Sertan is an Alabama guy. We all know that they. Roll tie, baby. We all know they produce defensive players. <laughs> yeah. Can put him on. He's going to start immediately. I think corner is a pretty big need for us. You know, we have a couple guys, Shadobi, Awuzie, Trayvon Diggs. If Awuzie gets bought back, if he's, Tra- still, yeah. he's a free agent this year. That If Trayvon Diggs turns out to be good, we have a lot of question marks at corner. He showed some flashes. Yeah, we have a lot of question marks at corner, and I think Patrick Sartan can step in and start. He started for three years at Alabama, shows length, discipline, and he's son of a former NFL player, Patrick Sartan, obviously. So, you know, he has – the genetics in a way I guess yeah. he has the talent I think he's a good corner yeah I'm, you pretty much touched on it all Dallas I think it's corners one of their top needs besides offensive linemen and just defense in general yeah defensive line yeah but all right number 11 the New York Giants go with Micah Parsons I think he's the best defensive player available um he had some there's been some questions and some issues that have been 
that have came to light lately about him having some off-the-field issues, hazing and some other stuff I don't, I can't really get into right now. But, yeah, if you look into it, you'll find it. So I don't know how serious those character concerns are for his off-the-field issues, but I think it could drop his stock a whole lot more down to 11. But for the Giants, I think he fits good. They don't have much at linebacker. Blake Martinez, he's all right, I guess, got him in free agency last year. But his contract is massive for what he brings to the table. So Micah Parsons, I think he can play. Any linebacking spot, Mike, Will, Sam, anywhere you need him to. I think he's plug-and-play right away, and I think Dave Gettleman of the Giants is going to like him a lot because of the way he plays. Yeah, I like this pick. I think the Giants are probably just a couple players away from winning the division. Yeah. The Eagles aren't looking great. Cowboys aren't looking great. Washington. It's the only team, really. Yeah, probably until Jerry Jones is gone, but we we won't even touch (laughs) on it. I like the pick. I think Michael Parsons is a – you know, I think he's athletic, freaking nature. Just hope that off-field concerns yeah, don't hope really it's affect crazy. him. Yeah, I'm a big Michael Parsons guy. Yeah, hopefully, you know, he's all good. But that leads us to our pick number 12, the 49ers. Got him taking Troy Lance here. They need a quarterback. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's a huge need, but I do. Th- I personally think that they're a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl, and I think that if they don't take – or if, if they don't try to get Deshaun Watson – like there's reports that the Texans aren't getting rid of him. If they don't pursue Watson and They're go doing get him, so dirty. If they don't pursue Watson and go get him, I think Trey Lance would be the pick here. He's athletic. He can get out of the pocket. I think it'll be a good thing to do. Like bootlegs with the 49ers, they love running the ball first. So yeah, that get him on the bootleg. Offense. Dump passes to Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. The yeah. offense should be all right. Yeah, I like this pick for the 49ers, and I don't think they need a quarterback personally. I mean, Jimmy G got them there just last season, which I think a lot of people forget. But I think that if Trey Lance falls to 12, I think that they kind of have to take him just because he fell. I mean, I don't know how it's really going to go with the quarterbacks and where they go just because the amount of picks that could be trade-down spots that are in the top 10. I mean, the Lions could possibly trade back the Dolphins and the Jets like I said earlier so there's a lot of teams that could might want to trade up to one of those spots to try and get one of the top four quarterbacks before they all get off the board because quarterback is in such high demand yeah especially in this draft and there's also a lot of quarterbacks that are mentioned or could be free agents could yeah. be on the trade block Carson Wentz I mean there's there's tons of quarterbacks that we couldn't that could be finding a new home and I think if the 49ers don't get one they should try to draft one Jimmy G I don't I don't think he's going to win him Super Bowl. I think he's in the same boat as Jared Goff, Teddy Bridgewater, those kind of guys that game managers, they can yeah. get you there. I mean, Jimmy G's team was unreal. It was yeah, no, they, crazy defense. Defense was solid. Offense the was run game. The run game. Monster was – he got himself a nice contract extension. Yeah, I mean, the team was crazy. He didn't win the Super Bowl. I think yeah. they're star quarterback away from winning. I can see that. All right, number 13 overall, the Chargers, Christian Darasaw another Virginia Tech guy they need to protect Justin Herbert I mean he was under a lot of pressure this year you need to protect your franchise quarterback he's an offensive rookie of the year for a reason you get him some protection that makes him that much better so he's not worried about what's coming to his backside the whole time yeah for sure I think it's a huge need for him you can never have enough linemen I don't think so they yeah just keep taking linemen eventually your offense will be all right there's nothing wrong with having depth at offensive line nope and that leads us to our next pick, the Vikings, pick number 14, Quiddy Pay. I think that they need another edge rusher. I I really like having two good edge rushers on the field. Daniel Hunter is top, one of the best. 
So Quiddy Pay on the other side, I think that would be a good pair for him. Um, he's athletic. His potential is unreal. Just has to learn the fundamentals. I mean, that's yeah. what these young rookies have to do, and he should be able to learn. Daniel Hunter should help him out. He should be able to learn. Yeah, I see that. Another guy I would look out for at number 14, Gregory Rousseau. His draft stock has dropped big time just because there's some questions on his technique and his ability to rush on the outside. He kind of, Gregory Rousseau is a guy who kind of relied on speed and getting inside past the guards in college. But, I mean, if you're looking for a long-term guy that can develop and learn some stuff from Daniel Hunter, I like Gregory Rousseau here. But I also like Quiddy Pay. He's my edge rusher number two in the class. I'm a big fan of him. His stock rose like crazy this offseason, so I like this pick too. Which leads us to number 15. My New England Patriots take probably one of my favorite players in the entire class after evaluating him, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa out of Notre Dame. He's a freak of nature. I mean, he's play, he plays just like Isaiah Simmons did in college. He's like a third safety. He can rush the passer. He can play coverage. The only thing that kind of holds him back from being up there to how Isaiah Simmons was he doesn't cover on the boundary as well like Isaiah Simmons did but he's just he's his stock rose big time I remember watching him first game I really got hip to him was against when they beat Clemson in the regular season he was flying all over the field making plays he's more of a will backer I would love to see him paired with Dante Hightower once we get him back he's a great fit for the Patriots and I love the pick he's one of my favorites in the class yeah I think having a guy like that is pretty huge for a defense like the honey badger, he kind of just goes around yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So especially under the best defensive coach in the league, Bill Belichick, I think that would be oh perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good fit for you guys. I like the pick, but that leads us to Cardinals pick number sixteen, taking the best available on the board, Kyle Pitts. I mean, yeah. a lot of places have Kyle Pitts going in the top ten. So for him to fall to sixteen, I think it might just be, you know, best player available, and let's take him to give Kyler Murray some more help. You know, he really just has DeAndre Hopkins. And with Kyle Pitts, I mean, he's 6'6", size, athleticism, hands. He's a beast. And, I mean, it's another target for Hopkins. I also wouldn't be surprised with them going with a corner here considering Absolutely. they're not bringing Pat Pete back. Corners are looking kind of kind of dim, but Kyle Pitts is kinda the best available. Their corners suck. Drake Kirkpatrick and Byron Murphy. You don't have to do them like that. <laughs> they're, they're, that. That's bad. Don't take one in the second round. It'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, this corner, they have some. there's some pretty good value corners down the board that they can get in the second round. I like Kyle Pitts to pick a lot. I, I've i seen a lot of people mocking him to the Patriots. I don't really want him there, but I'll get into that later. It's nothing to do with Kyle Pitts. I just, I'll get into it later. We don't really need a tight end. But all right, going on to the next pick, the Raiders. Take my edge rusher number one in the class, Jalen Phillips. Big fan of him. He showed crazy flashes in college at Miami. Great edge rusher. I think the Raiders need something or someone. They need someone across from Max Crosby. We love Max Crosby. Cleveland Farrell, he was okay this year. He was pretty good. For I mean, he didn't put up crazy numbers, but he was pretty good. But, I mean, you just need, some, you need someone else that can – someone else better across from Max Crosby, who's your top edge rusher, and Jalen Phillips is that guy, I think. Yeah, I agree. I like having another player to put on the other side of your star. Yeah, like I think getting earlier. to the quarterback is very important in today's NFL, so I think it's a good pick. Yeah. And that's going to lead us to pick number 18, the Miami Dolphins taking Elijah Vera Tucker. Like we mentioned before, offense is a huge need for this team, and right now they're getting an offensive lineman that is that can play either position, tackle, guard. Uh, can help out too in the running game that was 
pretty bad last year, averaging yeah. about four yards per carry. He has great athleticism, body control. I think he's, you know, he's a pretty good lineman. Yeah, Ryan pretty much said it all. He's a versatile guy, could play anywhere on the line, which they need. And the Dolphins' O-line is pretty good. They have a couple guys that are versatile, and they can move it around and scheme it up however they want to if they can get Elijah Vera Tucker. Got to protect two or yeah, whatever that whoever, franchise yeah, quarterback is. what they're going to do. All right, next pick, number 19, the Washington football team. This pick took me a while. I could definitely see them trading up for a quarterback. Also, I think that they could go receiver here, but I think there's some good value receivers they'll be able to get later. So I had them taking Samuel Cosme here out of Texas. I think he only missed three games as a Longhorn. I mean, he's a he's a good offensive tackle, horns down, boomer sooner. Um, but, yeah, he's a good offensive tackle. He fills a major need for Washington. you got to protect whoever they're going to have at quarterback, Taylor Henneke, Cam Newton, if they decide <laughs> to bring him in. I've seen some rumors. Or if they trade up for one, like I said, you got to protect your quarterback, whoever that might be. Yeah, for sure. Like we mentioned, you know, just keep stacking up on our linemen. Eventually the offense will be all right. Yeah. I like the pick. But that leads us to the Bears, pick number 20. I mean, I've before put quarterbacks here, but I'm going to go receiver Rashad Bateman. I think, you know, they're losing Allen Robinson most likely, and I think yeah. he can plug in and kind of resemble him in a way. Similar he has builds. Good frame, good route running. The offense needs a ton of help. I mean, the, there's not many people on that offense. David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, and that's probably about it. So Yeah, Darnell Mooney's pretty good. I'm a big fan of Darnell Mooney. I like him a lot. <laughs> but with Rashad Bateman, you're getting that number one wide receiver. Yeah. Not sure who the quarterback is, but they need a guy that they can throw to and feel confident throwing to. So hopefully that's the it's guy. It's crazy to me that you don't know who the quarterback is. They got the Nickelodeon MVP of the game. It Mr. sounds Trubisky. like they're not keeping Mr. <laughs> They don't want the Nickelodeon MVP, so we'll see. We'll see what they do. They're another bad organization terrible all right number 21 the Colts this has to be tackle and what better to go with offensive tackle to be in the class Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama I think if Alex Leatherwood would have came out last year he would have gone in the first round for sure Alex any other year he's the best tackle in the class but this year's class is loaded up top got guys like Rashawn Slater and Penesu I've had a brain fart for many got guys like that this I think Alex Heatherwood is the second-best offensive tackle in the class. He brings a lot to the table to a team who just had lost Anthony Costanza, who was a big cornerstone of that offensive line, along with Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly, I think his name is. So, yeah, he plugs in right away. He can play that left tackle spot for you, fill Costanza's need, and help make them better, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I like the pick. Greater line's important, and whatever quarterback they go with, he's going to need protection. I'm not sure if it's going to be – Probably not Ooh. Jacob Eason, just throwing it out there. <laughs> Nothing against him, probably but he's not. probably not the guy of the future for that. But, I mean, I could see Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz is a younger guy that needs protection. And yeah, he'll help clearly out. clearly sure. needs protection. Clearly. <laughs> but that leads us to another team in that division, the Tennessee Titans, pick 22, taking Joseph Asai. Horns down, boomer sooner. He has a large <laughs> frame, athletic, and he'll help the Titans with a huge need. I mean, you saw against the Ravens kind of ran all over him I mean, it's as simple as that everybody was getting yards on him so you can put him on the other side of Harold Landry whatever they want to do they need somebody that can stop the run they need they need a defensive yeah. lineman I think he's a pretty good one I mean and they had bad luck for bad luck this past year with edge rushers too Vic Beasley and Clowney so hopefully he can come in and Clowney a free agent who yeah. could leave him 
All right, number 23, the Jets. This pick, I think it's this. the Jets can go with literally any top player that's not a defensive tackle, and I had that being Kadarius Toney. They drafted Penesu earlier, help out that offensive line. You're bringing in a top receiver, which they need. I mean, Denzel Mims is okay. Jamison Crowder is getting older. I always get him and Jay Crowder mixed <laughs> up. Jamison Crowder is getting older, and Kadarius Tony's a guy who's coming out of Florida. He's explosive. He's got a good route tree. Use the burners. And I mean, he, he had a great year at Florida along with Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trask, who had them throwing the ball. But, yeah, I think it's a good pick for the Jets, and they can't go wrong with them here. Yeah, I agree. I think the offense does need weapons. J- I was about to say Jay Crowder. <laughs> Jamison Crowder is getting up there in age. He's been a really good slot receiver, but they do need weapons. Either way, that leads up to pick number 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers taking J.C. Horn. The Steelers love taking defensive players in the first round. That's why their defense yeah. is so good. Um, their corners – they're starting to have a lot of question marks. I mean, I think there's about two corners that I believe it was Joe Hayden and Mike Hilton that like are coming back next year probably. They both and then suck. the rest the rest are question marks. And JC Horn is a he's a strong guy, long stocky frame, son of the former pro bowler Joe Horn. So he got the genetics. You can never have enough corners. Yeah, I like J.C. Horn here. His stock definitely rose. Played in the SEC. His stock rose. He earned his opt-out. I like him a lot. Definitely top three corner in the class, and I think the Steelers are addressing a big need with this pick. And that leads us to the number 25 overall pick. The Jaguars are going to take Jalen Mayfield, offensive line tackle out of Michigan. Pretty much a top need. They're probably losing Cam Robinson, and you got to protect Trevor Lawrence, who's you're bringing in to be a franchise guy. That's all yeah, I have to I, say about the pick, really. you got to protect Trevor Lawrence. Yep, simple enough. I agree with that pick. And now that leads us to the Browns, pick 26. I think they need help at linebacker, so I see them taking Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa. I mean, he's a guy with a chip on his shoulder. I don't, Not many colleges, Division One colleges, were trying to get him. I think Tulsa might have been the only one. He's a big guy. He's strong, powerful, can make receivers think twice about coming across the middle. I think it's a good pick for him. Yeah, I think he's what was he six four two sixty playing. Like he can play inside linebacker. He can rush the passer. It's a great pick for the Browns, addressing a huge need for them. Make a running back think twice about coming up. The <laughs> Make Lamar Jackson think <laughs> twice about coming up that middle. Speaking of Lamar Jackson, with the twenty seventh pick, had the Ravens had. The Ravens, they need an edge rusher. They need a true receiver one, and they also need an interior offensive lineman. You saw this year Lamar Jackson was running through his life without Marshall Yonda, so I had them taking Wyatt Davis out of Ohio State. His stock also, he's one of the guys he fell a little bit just because some of these other players that have emerged to be top, he's a versatile guy, can play center or guard. I mean, you need to stop the pressure from coming up the middle that makes Lamar Jackson – I mean, he's Lamar Jackson, great runner, great scrambler. But, I mean, you need him to make some throws downfield. He can't be scrambling, running for his life every play. So I think this is addresses a major need for them. And they can go, like I said earlier, for the Washington football team, they can get a good value receiver later down the board. Yeah, I agree. I like the pick. I mean, if you look at the Ravens, their tackles are set with Stanley and uh, Orlando Brown, two big guys. So, yeah. you know, you plug up that middle and that running game looks more and more dangerous each time. Absolutely. But that leads us to pick number 28, the New Orleans Saints, taking the successor <laughs> <laughs> to Drew Brees, Mac Jones. I mean, they need a quarterback. 
Jameis Winston will probably most likely be the quarterback for this year. I hope to God they don't let Taysom Hill take the reins. Uh, that's going to be horrible. Taysom Hill shouldn't <laughs> have shouldn't be on an NFL team. <laughs> but I hope you know Jameis Winston gets a start. Mac Jones can sit out a year. Smart can read coverages. A leader. Like I said before, he's athletic enough to take advantage of open field if he needs to. I'm not saying he's fast, not saying anything like that, but if he sees open field, he'll take it. So I think he's a pretty good quarterback, pretty good NFL built. Yeah, I like this pick too. Mac Jones' stock, I mean, definitely rose after the senior bowl. He's he's a good leader. He can read a defense pretty good. I mean, I don't think he's, I don't know, Alabama quarterbacks, they never really pan out. They heard that big truck in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I like Mac Jones' pick here. I can see Jameis taking over for a year, let Mac Jones sit in that offense behind Jameis, who's been there for a year now, maybe learn a couple things. Hopefully not 30 interceptions, but. <laughs> yeah. Learn not to throw yeah. 30 interceptions. All right, pick 29, the Packers. I This one was a toss-up for me. They need a corner bat across from Jair Alexander. Kevin Dang. King blows so bad. He <laughs> sucks. But I think that you finally – this better be the year that they bring in a weapon in the draft for Aaron Rodgers that can be across from Devontae Adams. So I had them taking um, Terrence Marshall out of LSU. He's a big guy. He can – he's a tall guy, high point the ball. He can run a lot of short routes. He's good. He fits that offense perfect, and I like the pick. Yeah, I agree. I think the Packers have two needs, and that's cornerback, wide receiver. If they don't hit them, I I have nothing to say about Maybe they'll team. draft um, a quarterback and a running back again. Yeah, First I mean, two rounds. can never have too many quarterbacks and running backs. <laughs> Aaron Jones is leaving, so I hate Yeah, you need a third. Yeah. <laughs> but that leads us to our next pick, the Bills. Pick number 30. <laughs> Good luck explaining this one. Asante Samuel Jr., <laughs> cornerback from Florida State. Enough said. You got anything to that? Enough said, huh? Enough said. He's the son of former pro bowler Asante Samuel. That was pretty obvious. He's, <laughs> he go, he's coming from Florida State, who's a well-known DB school, produced guys like Jalen Ramsey and Derwin James. I mean, Deion Sanders. Yeah, Dion. <laughs> I don't know if I like this pick personally, just because I think they have other needs to address, such as offensive tackle, maybe linebacker if they decide to let um, Matt Milano walk. But I don't know. We'll see. I like the Asante Samuel Jr. to the Eagles in the top of the second round storyline, nah, but nah. I think Ryan just ended that real quick. Going to Buffalo. But that leads us to our next pick. I'm taking pick 31 in the Chiefs so he can have Tampa Bay, Tampa Buccaneers. Bay Buccaneers. Whatever. <laughs> I'm taking pick 31. The Chiefs taking Nick Bolton. But he's not afraid to hit. The Chiefs need linebackers. It's going to help the Chiefs run game. Much needed help at linebacker. Shoots the holes, shoots the gaps, makes running backs think twice. And for the final pick, the Super Bowl 55, was it? Thanks, I think so. 55 Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm surprised this guy fell this far. Just happened the way our draft panned out. Gregory Rousseau out of Miami. I think he's the best player available. You got Shaq Barrett. We don't know if he's going to be bought back. Ndamukong Sue's getting older. JPP's getting older. If Greg Rousseau can sit behind those guys for another year or two, I think that would be huge for his development. 
Um, it's just the best player available, and I think it's this, he fits their defense good. He fills a potential need for them, and I think if he develops right, I think that this will be a steal of the draft. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a player with the athleticism, with the build. He just needs to work on the fundamentals. And yeah. I mean, who's a better teacher than possibly Shaq Barrett, JPP, and the Dominican And Todd Bowles. And Todd Bowles. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear me gloat about the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, go check out this week's exclusive segment from the Greatest Podcast on Turf on YouTube. We did a rundown of the Super Bowl, talked about what happened, why it ended how it did, why it was how it was, why Tom Brady is so good, and yeah. <laughs> That's going to wrap up our first ever first 32 mock draft. Yeah, pretty much Ryan said it. Wraps up. This was our first mock draft. Our next one, the way our schedule set up, probably won't be until the week of the NFL draft. Might sprinkle one in here and there, depending on how time goes. We have a great schedule of episodes coming up for the next eight weeks or so. I'm so excited. Oh, I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice, but I just feel it right now. These next couple, these next weeks are going to be crazy for content. But thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Another thing, we just hit 100 subscribers on YouTube. Really appreciate all the love. Our next goal, you know, we're going to keep trying to rise. We're going to keep giving you guys good content. We're going to keep working hard. Hopefully, we're going to get big one day. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. We love all you guys. We appreciate all the support, and we're going to keep bringing you guys great content. Thank you, guys. Don't forget, click that link in the description. You'll get the exclusive segment, all our social media handles. And let's get it. It's officially NFL draft season. I'm so hyped. It's my one of my favorite times of the year. Let's go. We'll see you guys next week. See you.